to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast, Episode 3 on the Age of Aquarius. I'm your host, Keon Dillon. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Keyonce, coming to you live from New Orleans. Day 537 in the quarantine, Lord Jesus. Cha! I done watched so much Netflix. My thing, because I'm in school and I'm working from home, I, whenever I'm just needing something to watch, for like busy work I put on British interior design shows for some reason I don't really know why but it's strangely comforting to me and I can still do my work Um, but I am thankful at least um, despite some loneliness like I do still have a job and um, still getting paid and stuff like that and um, yeah because there's a lot of people that are less fortunate um, yesterday I did get to get out and I went over to one of my friends' places and gathered with a group of people, not any more than eight. We was we was six deep and um we just sat around and drank a little bit of wine and you know talked some shit, you know, and <clears throat> hung out a little bit. But yeah, I have been seeing that there's been a lot of great efforts in social media to um, help some people mitigate the economic burden of the situation that's going on because a lot of people are not getting jobs, a lot of, or a lot of people are getting fired from their jobs, and a lot of people just don't have work, period. And um, it's kind of just a really tricky situation, a very uncertain situation. And definitely, if you are in that position, I would say try to reach out to um, community if you have any and see if your city has any types of resources. I saw that I think in Illinois, they are um, there's like consideration of unemployment payments. And then there's like other community efforts. I'm in some groups like here in New Orleans, um, where I've seen people creating like Facebook groups to um, just connect and to connect people to resources in general. And definitely, if your ass is at home, just like me, you know, um, try to practice some self-care. I have definitely been engaging my self-care a whole lot. I One thing that I really continue to do is try to exercise so I definitely don't do it every day and I do to have some days where I'm like dang I just don't feel like doing it but you know get you put you put a little tape in you know put some shanti in there's a lot of different online classes now I, I'm a member of planet fitness and I see that they're doing like um streaming exercises on facebook 
and um yeah like exercise classes there's like yoga that you can do i would say yeah try to get you some exercise or get to running or like get outside and do some walking depending on like your like um physical ability like yeah just get some movement do something like you know because you can be outside and maintain social distance and you can also you know work up a sweat sort of there are a lot of ways to do that (laughs) anyway um yeah also take some breaks if you're someone who just keeps cnn on all the time like take a break chill you don't have to see it all the time you know um make sure you're connecting with friends this might be a great time to connect with someone that you haven't talked to in a while i mean not on no like trifling type stuff you know like just connect not somebody that you done wrong and you like hey i'm lonely you know because i have heard a lot about that that people getting all kinds of booty calls from just random people that they haven't talked to in a long time um (laughs) i i ain't got nothing to say about that but yeah connect with your friends connect with your loved ones through the through the screens you know um But yeah, that's just, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. But yeah, today's episode, um, episode three is going to be on the age of Aquarius. And I really wanted to talk about this because astrology for me um, helps me really contextualize a lot of different types of events that um, happen in my life, the development of of human society. All of it um, is very interesting from um, an astrological perspective. So today I'm going to kind of just go through uh, my philosophy of astrology, kind of some sources that inform my perspective on astrology. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the physics and the science um, the, of, and the astronomy of what exactly an age is. So, you know, we are currently in the age of Pisces, and I am going to talk about um, what the age of Pisces is and also um, what it means for us to be transitioning from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, because it it ain't pretty. (laughs) Um, It ain't funny. But um, so we're going to talk about the science and physics behind ages, and then we're going to do a little kind of discussion well i'm gonna discuss with myself we're gonna talk about the age of aquarius um and we're gonna really talk about this in the context of the development of humanity and also um what it means for the future of society period period okay so let's get started with today's topic um astrology and the age of aquarius so um one of the ways that i became interested in astrology was through this book called cosmos and psyche and in this book the author richard tarnas basically does an analysis of different stages of humanity so let's say for example the french revolution and he 
researches the different astrological transits that were going on and he found a lot of different patterns and commonalities in terms of specific <clears throat> specific transits that were happening during like revolutions or during times of like economic upheaval or during times of um, like inventions. Like, and this book is really interesting. I read it like a long, long, long time ago, but um, it was really foundational for forming my viewpoint about astrology and seeing it as a way to understand the development of humanity on so many different levels. So also for me, astrology is like a philosophy and this is called like astrosophy. You should look it up. It's uh, Rudolf Steiner is one of the people, but um, that pioneered kind of like this school of thought, I guess you could call it, but it is astrology and philosophy together. And it's on the Wise Cosmos YouTube page if you're interested in it. It's like a four hour lecture, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, um, Astrology is very, very deep, and it's a great way to just kind of like unlock your understanding um, of humanity and development and just to find out all these new interesting ways that just all the stuff connects. So um, astrology also, for me, works, and the reason it's worked for so many thousands of years is that it conveys very transcendent, transcendent um, content or information in ways that we can understand. So it uses a lot of like symbolic language. Um, that's a way that we can understand concepts that are bigger than language. And these symbols and these archetypes, they really, they're ways of of describing different types of energies that influence the development of humanity. And so today's discussion is mostly going to be about um, the development of humanity. So it's applying astrology within that context. And first, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about the science of different types of ages, because I don't know if you know, but um, there's a lot of different types of ages. So there's the age of Aries. There's the age of Pisces that we're currently in right now. There's the age of Aquarius. I'm just going to talk about age of Pisces and age of Aquarius in this episode. Um, but yeah, let me know if you'd like me to do um, an age of Aries episode or an, another episode about the different um, astrological ages because um, it's pretty interesting and it's really interesting to understand um, the different stages of humanity relative to um, a zodiac sign. So we are scheduled to enter the age of Aquarius around, we're scheduled to enter the age of Aquarius around 2150. So, um, we're kind of almost there, and in a little bit, I'm going to talk about the transition, um, this tough transitional period that we're in right now. So I originally did not have this in the final edit of the podcast, but I wanted to expound on astrosophy and also talk about um, Carl Jung and the reasons that those two um, 
schools of thought have been very integral in my thinking about astrology and its relation to humanity. So first I want to talk about Carl Jung and his concept of the collective unconscious. And basically Carl Jung proposed that all humans um, as a makeup of our basic psychology we all have a collective unconscious that is constituted um, by these various archetypes. And so I want to read a quote about the collective unconscious. I found this on the trusted source, Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, the collective unconscious refers to the structures of the unconscious mind, which are shared among beings of the same species, species being human. Um, according to Jung, the human collective unconscious is populated by instincts as well as archetypes, universal symbols such as the great mother, the wise man, the shadow, the tower, um, and the tree of life. And Jung considered the collective unconscious to underpin and surround the unconscious mind, distinguishing it from the personal unconscious of Freudian psychoanalysis. That doesn't matter. Um... Okay, so he argued that the collective unconscious has profound influence on the lives of individuals who lived out its symbols and clothed them in meaning through their experiences. So you can think of these ar different archetypes as um, the different major arcana of the tarot, if you know anything um, about that. If you don't, Google it. You can also get a reading from me. <laughs> but uh, the tarot also illustrates these different types of archetypes and these different types, these archetypes basically reference um, various stages of development that we go through as um, humans, as a human species. And so you can think of like the tower, which is whenever shit goes awry in your life. You can think about the shadow, which is the shadow part of your ego. You can think about the wise old man who is the sage or, like, you know, an ancestor in your life. Um, these are all common to the myths and motifs that make up various um, societies' um, spiritual beliefs and religious beliefs. So, in terms of astrology, I relate this to astrosophy in that the different planets represent different archetypes um, of the human unconscious. And so I'm going to get into astrosophy a little bit here, but in astrosophy, um, astrology plus philosophy, um, all planets have a, a certain level of being, a certain vibration. So you can, Earth is a living vib vibrational being. Um, Mars is also a form of consciousness. Venus is a form of consciousness. Saturn is a form of consciousness. And they all exist on multiple planes. As I mentioned, um, we live in a multi-dimensional multi reality. And um, so you have these planets that exist physically, but also one has to think about how they operate in the astral realm and how they influence the overall collective unconscious. And if you think about these planets, these planets are all reflections of 
different parts of the human psyche um, and they make up different parts of what it means for us to be human. So I'll give you some examples. Venus represents love. Mars represents action. Saturn represents father time, responsibility, the passage of time. And these are very, languages are very good at conveying the, the depth of all of these concepts. But I just want you to think about um, how these relate to the collective unconscious. And so depending on your birth chart, for instance, um, you have various parts of these planets, energies, or characteristics imparted on you. So that is the reason we talk about um, the various degrees that Venus was in whenever a particular person is born. And if you think about this, think about the whole cosmos and the solar system, especially as a sphere. And as these planets move according to certain degrees, it creates these sort of dynamics and it creates these portals of energy that influence the makeup of our personalities. And so I don't know if you've ever heard of the um, one of the most fundamental occult um, sayings is as above so below and it's important to for me it's been important to understand astrology as a contextualization of the dynamics that happen above and how they play out in humanity and so you can even think about the ways that um, ancient societies like the Greeks and Romans created these personas for different planets you can think about different types of um, ancient literature across the world one common thing is that these societies convey these more these more transcendent types of thought in the form of these um, various archetypes and so I just wanted to kind of talk about astrosophy and Carl Jung a little bit just to um, really drive home the point that astrology is very symbolic. And the reason that it has survived and continued to be relevant for so many years is that astrology and specifically astrosophy for me really helps me understand the ways that I am a part of a collective that is influenced by these different planetary alignments. And so astrology really enables you to have different levels of scope, different lenses to approach um, personal, spiritual, and social development. And so, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, if you think about your own birth chart, your own birth, birth chart has its own dynamics based on the time that you were born and the position of the planets. Also, a community has a certain type of birth chart. Nations have different types of birth charts. Generations have different types of birth charts. And as in we're talking about the age of Pisces and the age of Aquarius, that is also a particular segment of um, a birth chart of greater humanity. So astrology is very, very, very good at helping us understand the energies the more transcendent energies that are above um that influence the ways that we 
progress. And you can even say that sometimes like these, the interactions of these different planets and their positions create portals of opportunity for us to capitalize on the energies involved. And that's the reason that you see sometimes there's spurs in revolution or there's different, um, there's a rapid progression in um, technology sometimes depending on different transits. So yeah, I just wanted to do a little bit of contextualizing about that before we moved on to the next segment. Okay, so this is a little bit more of the sciencey part, but this stuff really interests me. So I I will admit I had to study this a little bit before the episode cuz it's very easy for me to forget how to even explain it. But I was wondering like what exactly is an age and what did they mean? What did the ancients mean whenever like they talk about in astrology that we're moving through certain ages and also like why does it take so long? Like why does it take 2000 years to move through an age? So if you will do some imagining with me or you can YouTube this, YouTube the procession of the equinoxes um just to get a better understanding. But basically if you will, unless you're driving, don't do it, but close your eyes and do some envisioning with me. So think about the earth and it's rotating around the sun. Um, so the earth actually is not a complete circle. It's kind of like flattened out. They call it oblate, but um, part of it is being pulled outward because of gravity and so you have part of it that's pulled outward and then you have another part that's being pulled in a kind of in a different way and so that creates a lean so it's like the earth be leaning to the side hey <laughs> no, no. but the earth um so the earth is the axis of the earth is tilted and if you think about a regular 90 degree angle um, or if you think of this as being on a plane that is um, that's adjacent to 90 degrees, then you see that the Earth is, this is the science of it, is 23.5 degrees off from what they call the ecliptic plane. And the ecliptic plane is what they use to um, compare planetary axes relative to the sun. So if you think about it, the tilt, the lean of the oif, <laughs> the lean of the earth is 23.5 degrees off center, quote unquote. And so the ancients knew, and in astrology and in astronomy, they know that you can see where the axis of the earth is according to what the stars look like. So the axis of the earth goes in a complete circle because remember that it's off center at 23.5 degrees off center it completes a whole circle over the course of 26 approximately 26,000 years and so as this axis is completing this circle or i guess it's kind of like a sphere looking a circle um we move through different ages and that correlates with different positions in this belt that um, we see in the sky. So right now we are in the age of Pisces. 
and the age of Pisces is roughly from 360 AD to mid 2000s AD and you got to remember that this is like according to like thousands of years like millennia so sometimes the numbers they're kind of off because these are like huge numbers that you're dealing with whenever you're thinking about different ages and stages of humanity so um that's a little bit about the science part so now let's move into the age of pisces and um we are currently on the tail end of the age of pisces and a lot of people talk about the age of aquarius and we're seeing we're seeing a breakdown in a lot of these dynamics from the age of pisces and so we're going to do a little bit of a historical um discussion about the age of pisces um so i did some research and i'll put some of my sources in the description um the show description at the bottom of the page but um the age of pisces is very interesting because we are seeing these spiritual forces emerge that are in contrast to the patriarchal quote-unquote masculine energy of the age of Aries so you have like figures like Buddha figures like Jesus who emerge and they are against the state and so if you think about Jesus Jesus being persecuted by the Rome, the Romans. Um, Jesus was persecuted because he was teaching that nations don't exist and that these, these boundaries that we create or these dualities that we create in our society, that um, they're oppressive and they create differences between us that don't really exist. So, like, the meaning of Christ consciousness is... Um, consciousness and understanding that everything is connected on a most transcendent level and the ego gets trapped up in these oppressive reductionist views of humans so specifically jesus buddha um these figures these spiritual figures are saying that like religious philosophies that say one group versus another is good or bad that stuff doesn't really fly because that's that's a false binary and a lot of binaries are based on illusion and they're based on they're then they're easy it's easy to manipulate people with by if you get them to believe in binaries because they don't understand that there is a lot of there's a lot of gray matter in society. So um, with the age of Pisces, Pisces, the two fish represents the constant pull between the more transcendent thought and the lower boundaries and the lower vibrations of the ego. And so with the age of Pisces, which is what we currently are in now, we see the development of these spiritual institutions 
but these spiritual institutions like I have mentioned before we live in a glitch this is a glitched matrix where they use the symbols to hypnotize other people so you know religion is religion has been corrupted of course we all know that for thousands of years but these institutions um they have been corrupted but we see the growth of these global religious institutions um and you know i'm not saying that all religion is terrible but i think it's the ways that they influence people's economic political and social lives that is horrible um but yeah so with the age of pisces we do see the growth of these spiritual traditions um and specifically i mean we see the growth of christianity and i grew up christian but we all know (laughs) i mean i also identify as queer i grew up as queer and it was very hard to grow up as queer and be christian and that was that was oppressive but it was because i wasn't being i wasn't allowed to be myself and my understanding of christ consciousness is that i would say christ was trying to move people into the age of aquarius and help people understand that everyone has their own right to individual self-actualization which is what the age of aquarius is all about we're going to talk about that in a little bit but um i also wanted to bring up something that's interesting which is that um in the age of pisces we see a lot of um symbology around water and its cleansing abilities so think about like um baptize and also jesus and the fish but principally um jesus and buddha and these leaders these types of spiritual leaders represent the piscean values of like universal love um community Um, all of that but also I mean like I said we live in a glitched reality I don't know what's going on but the lower qualities of the Piscean um, zodiac sign are very evident in society in terms of uh, a lot of the growth of these fundamentalist religions that are creating further polarities and um enforcing binaries that are very harmful in our community and we're seeing that a lot in the political propaganda that is being um circulated by all of these news stations um we also see the ways that these institutions are i don't know i think that these institutions are really using this type of propaganda to discourage um individuality and self-actualization and they're really using it that they use a lot of the propaganda to keep us locked into these um, frames of thinking that are associated with these institutions that are far antiquated and that need to to burn down (laughs) they need to go down these institutions that were built on the backs of people like my ancestors these institutions that were built on the transatlantic slave trade these institutions that were built on sweatshop labor built on undocumented people's labor 
um this is very just very interesting because a lot of institutions they are connected to um spiritual and religious institutions um and they really have a lot of influence over the ways that resources are spent in society and so with the age of Aquarius we are moving into a new type of evolution of society and we are moving into people being able to further self-actualize their individual being um i'm not saying that it's going to be perfect of course nothing is ever going to be perfect but um these are just some things that we are going to see the breakdown of and i also have some of my own kind of thinking and i don't know i did some kind of channeling around this in terms of what what we're seeing right now because Right now, we are on the tail end of Age of Pisces, and w with the Age of Aquarius, we it takes a transition, it takes a period to transition into a new age, and I really do believe that right now we're seeing the early pangs of what is going to be the transitionary period for us to move forward um, as a society. Um, and as a, a human species relative to um, our place in the cosmos and also in the spiritual realm. All right, so let's go in on what this Aquarius energy is for the age of Aquarius. So Aquarius represents, mostly for me, whenever I think about Aquarius, I think about values. And Aquarius represents humanitarian values and also technology. And it also represents um, that kind of perspective that is very focused on self-development. Um, Aquarian energy is Aquarian energy and the stereotypical Aquarian is very good at writing like a lot of different air signs. But I would say the transition from Pisces to Aquarius is where we see the emergence of human and computers. This is where AI comes in. Um, the age of Aquarius is, for me, I see a lot of computers and technology as us trying to replicate consciousness. Now, I mean, you can say what you want to, but that's kind of what it is. We trying to rep we trying to repli replicate consciousness in order to do something for us to a certain means, but means to an end. But the age of Aquarius, there are going to be new frontiers in the relationship between humans and technology and the ways that we use technology in order to develop. Um, I definitely do. I don't know when, because it seems like we're going through a period right now where, I mean, a lot of people already understand it, but especially the broader government does not understand that, like, using technology for bombing and, like, for basically all of this technology, all of this machinery that pollutes the air, it's, like, not 
is not very efficient for the sustainability and the sustenance of society. So in my view, that goes against cosmic and divine law. And so with this transition, we are seeing the literal breakdown of our environment and it's forcing humanity to reflect over our relationship with the environment and also to deal with the repercussions of acting out of line with the cosmic law, which is basically, you know, the give and take of nature. It's like all of these ancient religions and forms of spirituality understand this. We got to have a certain relationship with nature and technology can work in tandem with nature also it's the end of dictatorships corporationism i i don't know i feel like it's definitely not going to be perfect because technology we can use that is going to be that's the next frontier um i don't know i feel like that's not going to be I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some separate worlds happening, but I don't know really what to... I don't know. Well, actually, I guess I can say this. So, I have had just, like, dreams before about, like, people living in separate, like... fed. I don't want to say federations, but separate, just, like communities but like they're not exactly states in the future in the future 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 so not exactly like you know like mississippi tennessee all that kind of stuff but just like just different kinds of like um groupings of like a thousand people or so i don't really know why that's coming to me right now but um i also see the acceptance of inner psychic travel and understanding of plants as a means for um, the development of the mind and the kind of speeding up of the development of the soul. So I definitely feel like that. These are just some things that came to me. But um, with the Age of Aquarius, we do see this transition and also open travel in space, um, extraterrestrial communication. Woo! <laughs> um, but yeah, so th those are some characteristics of the age of Aquarius. But like I mentioned, um, I basically just wanted to do this podcast on astrology because I post a lot about on Instagram. And for me, it's just very just very cool to think about the way that we have developed this like science for understanding like spiritual evolution and there's like a lot of different types of astrology there is no one way to do astrology um i definitely encourage you to pursue it yourself pursue learning about it start with your birth chart look at your birth chart look at the different planets once you know more about your birth chart, move on to the transits and then do some comparisons with other people's birth chart, you know. Don't be going and posting your birth chart everywhere. I'll be doing all that. But, because, um, you know, I'm private. But really, looking at your birth chart is very 
it's been very interesting for me because it's helped me understand individually um, how I can use my strengths to maximize like my career, my own personal and spiritual development, how I can understand myself in relationship to other people. Um, it's also helped me understand um, society on all kinds of different levels and also um, just the different periods that we have been in. So yeah, check out the resources that I leave down here um, at the bottom of the page. But um, yes, I love astrology. It is amazing. Um, get into it and hit me up on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Millennial Soul Food. That's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-S-O-U-L-F-O-O-D. Hit me up. Let me know what you think about the episodes. Sending y'all so much love. And remember, do those self-care tips. Take care. Don't fear too much at this time. Keep your immune systems up. Keep eating the right food. And stay blessed. Thank you so much. Peace.